Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are finishing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season with my team, the Carolina Panthers. Um, I certainly did not save the best for last because I don't expect us to be very good this year, but I do believe I bring a good bit of insight to this team, um, and I do believe that a lot of these stats here in this episode are going to help you identify where to correctly draft these Carolina Panthers in redraft, dynasty, and best ball fantasy leagues for the 2023 season. Now, if you're new to the channel on YouTube, please hit the like button and please hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop like all of our weekly college football, golf, and NFL fantasy football content. Um, it'll all be coming your way here this football season, so if you're subscribed, you'll be notified when those episodes drop. If you're listening on audio, please rate and review the podcast. It really shows me a lot of support and helps me out a lot. Now, if you are interested in signing up for any DFS, player prop, or sportsbook sites, head on over to my page at signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You will get the best promo codes and offers that are available, and it will even sync location to your region for you know, whatever sports books and sites might be available. And you'll get the best promo codes and offers for new users. Signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. And my rankings for all 32 NFL teams are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about the Carolina Panthers. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so before we talk about where this offense is heading in 2023, let's break down what the Panthers' offense did in 2022. So in the 2022 season, the Carolina Panthers ranked 29th in yards per game and 20th in points per game. Yeah, they were not a good offensive team. They were not an explosive offensive team. In terms of play calling, the Panthers ranked fourth in the league in rush rate, meaning you can flip that, and they were 29th in the league in pass rate, and they played at one of the slowest tempos in the league. They were routinely getting plays off with less than 10 seconds on the play clock, and if you think about the way the Panthers' season went last year, I think that was definitely strategic. They started off the season with Matt Rule as the head coach entering his third year, and I think we can objectively say this now. Matt Rule, good college coach, not so good NFL coach, just was not a good fit. They canned him after, I believe it was, five games last season. Uh, And then defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes became the head coach, well, the interim head coach. And what Steve Wilkes' philosophy was in coordination with OC Ben McAdoo was that they were going to slow the game down, play at a high level defensively, run the ball, control the clock, and just kind of shorten every game and try to win a rock fight as opposed to trying to outscore teams. And they did a pretty good job of it. They were one game away from the playoffs if they had beaten Tampa in week 17. They would have been in the driver's seat to win the NFC South and appear in the playoffs. But alas, they missed the playoffs. Steve Wilkes is out and Frank Reich from the Indianapolis Colts was hired in the offseason to be the Panthers' new head coach. Now, in terms of a new head coaching hire, Frank Reich is not a bad hire in my opinion. It's a guy who's got a proven track record as a head coach in the NFL. It's not something new or radically different. Um, It's a guy who, with his experiences in Indianapolis, when he had a quarterback, when he had Andrew Luck, he looked really good. And when he didn't have a quarterback, when he kept, you know, going through that revolving door um, that the Indianapolis Colts had the last three seasons, he did not look like a good head coach. And the Carolina Panthers have had a revolving door at the quarterback position for the last three years, but that ends this year with what they did in the 2023 NFL draft. So the Carolina Panthers in the 2023 draft traded up with the Chicago Bears to draft Bryce Young out of Alabama. Bryce Young is an elite level prospect. He was very good at Alabama 
Um, he has legs. He can you know use his legs to accumulate fantasy points. The only knock on him is that he's not very big. He's kind of on the smaller size, um, and that's really the only like hole you can pick in Bryce Young's resume. So for the 2023 season, what can you expect out of Bryce Young from a fantasy perspective? Well, last year, the Panthers played three different quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was the highest scoring QB that the Panthers had, averaging 14.9 fantasy points per game, which was just outside of the top 20 quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. Wasn't great. So the question is, how can Bryce Young outdo what Sam Darnold did? And, you know, can he be a successful quarterback? Well, in fantasy, rookie quarterbacks tend to be not such a great bet. Only nine rookie quarterbacks since the year 2000 have eclipsed 17 fantasy points per game in their rookie season, which would have been good for about quarterback 15 last year. So you're looking at, you know, all these rookie quarterbacks that end up starting and nine in 22 years ended up being top 15 quarterbacks. Now, those nine were elite players that were elite prospects coming into the league. Well, most of them, that is. Dak Prescott was not an elite prospect, but turned into an elite fantasy player when he got the Cowboys starting job. So the question is, can Bryce Young become the 10th guy? Well, we know that Bryce Young is an elite prospect. We know that Frank Reich designed an offense that won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at quarterback and had Andrew Luck had one of the best years of his career with Frank Reich as his head coach. So you've got elite prospect with a good head coach with a system that if it carries over from last year should be able to run the ball. And so I think Bryce Young is in a pretty good situation. Of the rookie quarterbacks this year, I have him ranked third for this season behind C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. But I still think he's worth a look in fantasy football leagues. He can be had as a deep backup in redraft leagues. You know, he might be available on waivers in some redraft leagues. In dynasty leagues, he should be taken around quarterback 10, in my opinion, if not sooner. Um, in super flex leagues, I think you can make the argument that, you know, he could go even sooner than quarterback 10. Um, but basically, Bryce Young, he's got some upside, but the trends and the history of rookie quarterbacks do not support drafting him very early in fantasy this year. So Bryce Young is my quarterback 22 for the 2023 season. All right, so let's go ahead and break down the Carolina Panthers running back position. So last year, Carolina Panthers headed into the season with one of the best running backs in football, Christian McCaffrey. Well, they traded away Christian McCaffrey prior to week seven of the 2022 NFL season. I talked about that on the podcast the week it happens. Salute to McCaffrey. I'll forever be a fan. I'm happy that he gets to go to a team that is now a contender. From week seven on, the Panthers offense was actually really good to running backs. Deontay Foreman was running back 23 and Chuba Hubbard was running back 41 in that stretch. For the season, Deontay Foreman only had a 34% snap share and Chuba Hubbard was only at 30.7%. Now, it's much difficult to calculate those numbers from week seven on. So you got to figure that pretty much from the time McCaffrey was traded, they were almost a 50-50 split with those numbers being about equal. And so I really think that this Carolina Panthers offense can support some running backs in fantasy football. Well, in 2023, they might only need to support one running back. The Carolina Panthers allowed Deontay Foreman to walk in free agency and sign with the Bears. And what they did was they signed Miles Sanders over from Philadelphia. They gave him a multiple-year deal. It seems like he is going to be the long-term solution at the running back position for Carolina. And Miles Sanders, historically, has been a pretty good bet in fantasy. He finished his running back 21 or better in fantasy points per game in three of his four seasons in Philadelphia. The one season that he did not was the year where he failed to score a touchdown. 
And so last year, everybody said, oh, touchdown regression is incoming, touchdown regression is incoming. It did. And he was running back 21 in fantasy points per game. Now, what's also notable is Frank Reich has indicated to the media that he wants to use Miles Sanders as a three down back. Well, Miles Sanders caught 50 passes in his rookie season and has not eclipsed 30 in a season since. I think you can attribute some of that to the Eagles quarterback play. Um, His rookie season, it was Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. And then as time went on, it turned into more of the Jalen Hurts show in Philly. And Jalen Hurts didn't really check down the ball a whole lot. So if he does have a quarterback that checks down the ball a whole lot, might Miles Sanders be involved in the passing game? Yes. And if you watched Alabama play last season, did Bryce Young accumulate a lot of yards throwing to running backs? Yes, he did because he had Jameer Gibbs. So I think this is a mutually beneficial situation for the two of them if Miles Sanders is able to obtain that passing down work. Last year, with Deontay Foreman just kind of being the straight ahead masher, uh, Chuba Hubbard was used as kind of the change of base and passing down guy. So what worries me here is with Sanders and Hubbard being the only two guys on the roster, If they were to use Hubbard, right, then it would probably eat into Sanders' passing game work. Or Sanders could just be the total workhorse and Hubbard could just be a total non-factor and be used as a handcuff in fantasy. Those are the two scenarios that could play out there. Either way, the bottom line at the running back position is that Miles Sanders has a legitimate pathway to finish as a top 10 running back in fantasy football this season if he does get that passing down work away from Chuba Hubbard, if he's able to have a very high snap share and opportunity share. Chuba Hubbard is at worst a high upside handcuff, and at best, a guy you could probably get away with starting in the flex spot as a guy who you know comes into the game to catch passes like he did last season. You know, Chuba Hubbard, you know, after McCaffrey was traded, should have been on rosters, and he was startable for a lot of weeks after McCaffrey was traded. So if you end up with more of the same there, Chuba Hubbard's got a lot of upside considering where he's being currently drafted at. In the rankings, Miles Sanders is my running back 21, and Chuba Hubbard is my running back 54 for the 2023 season. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about what might be the hardest position to figure out for the Carolina Panthers, the wide receiver position. So last year, Carolina Panthers had DJ Moore, who finished 2022 as wide receiver 24 overall with 118 total targets and a 27.7% target share. He's no longer a Carolina Panther. He was traded away in the Bryce Young trade to the Chicago Bears. So immediately, a lot of production is vacated at the wide receiver position. And there's not a whole lot of it that's returning. The other Panthers receivers last year combined for five total touchdowns, and none of them finished as a top 80 wide receiver in fantasy football. So to kind of make up for that you know, lack of... I don't want to say talent because those guys are talented, but lack of proven production at the wide receiver position. The Carolina Panthers signed DJ Chark from Detroit in free agency. They signed Adam Thielen from Minnesota in free agency, and they drafted Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss in the second round of the draft this year. So basically, you're looking at the Panthers receivers as they're returning Terrace Marshall Jr., LaVisca Chennault, and Shai Smith, and they added DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Mingo. If you were counting, that is six names. The Panthers last year, more often than not, had two, maybe three wide receivers on the field at a time. So how is that going to play out? Well, let's go ahead and just break down the numbers here. If the returning Panthers wide receivers, Marshall, Smith, and Chennault, returned to the same exact roles that they had. They combined for a 33.6% target share. Last year for the Panthers, running backs and tight ends accounted for a 38% target share. This means that 
incoming DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo, and Adam Thielen have essentially a 29% target share to go around between the three of them, unless they were to unseat some of the targets from Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, maybe the running back room, maybe the tight end room, but that's not a whole lot of targets to go around for those three guys, unless they pretty much just send Marshall and Chenault and Shai Smith to the bench and make them total non-factors. So the numbers do not really support the Panthers being um, productive with multiple wide receivers producing in fantasy this season. So the bottom line is this. This is an extremely difficult running back or wide receiver room to predict. We don't know who the starters are going to end up being. We don't know who the alpha is going to end up being. And we don't know how the target shares are going to play out. What we can do is we can hedge our bets on one of these guys and you know try to see if maybe this guy breaks through. Well, you've got the experience of Adam Thielen and DJ Chark to count on. Both of those guys have been top 25 fantasy wide receivers in their career. And you've got Jonathan Mingo, who's probably the most talented guy in the room coming out of Ole Miss. I think they have more upside than the rest of the Panthers wide receivers. But you're looking at a situation right now where I believe that Mingo, Marshall, Chenault, and Shai Smith, if you even consider Shai Smith a part of that group, all four of those guys will probably be on waivers in redraft fantasy leagues this year. So if they do end up looking like breakouts, then you might have time to add them to your roster before someone else does. The two guys that will definitely be rostered are going to be Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. Adam Thielen kind of projects as the only guy in that room who is a natural, pure slot wide receiver. And we know how good he was in that role in Minnesota. Um, So if he is not washed, Adam Thielen could be in for a very good season. Adam Thielen is my wide receiver 52. DJ Chark is my wide receiver 56. The rest of the group, they're all draftable in best ball, in my opinion, but they're probably best left on waivers in standard 10-team redraft fantasy leagues. Jonathan Mingo, very intriguing dynasty target, however. One more thing to add. DJ Moore had a lot of scheme touches last year where he was used in screen passes, jet sweeps, um, you know, things like that where the ball's designed to get into his hands. If that were to go to anybody this year, that would probably be LaVisca Chenault. So I think LaVisca Chenault probably does have a little bit of upside for that reason. Like I said, draft him in Dynasty, draft him in Best Ball, but in Redraft, you can leave him on the way for where. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the tight end room. So last year, the Panthers did not use one single tight end consistently in the pass game. Really, they didn't in each of the last two seasons. So Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas were both factors in the offense. They both played about a 50% snap share, but they just weren't really targeted a whole lot. And so neither of them ended the season ranking as a top 40 tight end in 2022. Now, granted, they were both on the field quite a lot. They just weren't really thrown to quite a lot. Tremble is a good blocking tight end. Ian Thomas is a guy who's just never really broken out in his young career so far. So in 2023, the Panthers went ahead and added Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst finished his tight end 21 overall and tight end 19 in fantasy points per game in 2022. When you look at the Frank Reich offense... What we know about it is when he was in Philly, you had Ertz and they drafted Goddard. Frank Frank Reich loved using tight ends in Philly. In Indianapolis, when he had a good tight end, he used a good tight end. It was just finding that guy or finding those guys who could by committee fill in that role. But the Frank Reich offense likes to throw to tight ends. And so if Hayden Hurst is able to come in and just take all of the targets over last year that Tremble and Ian Thomas combined for, Hayden Hurst could be in for a very productive 2023 season. So the bottom line for this is with his projected role in this offense, Hayden Hurst has some upside. 
And he can be had almost free in redraft leagues right now. I am higher on Hayden Hurst than consensus in, in rankings. I think Hayden Hurst has a lot of upside. I think he's a guy that you can draft as your backup in redraft leagues. And if it doesn't work out, you can just cut bait with him quite easily. But I prefer him in a spot as a high upside backup. And, and I think he can be a guy who finishes in the top 10 at his position. Hayden Hurst is my tight end 19 for the 2023 season. All right, that does it for the Carolina Panthers 2023 fantasy football team preview. And we have wrapped up all 32 NFL team previews for the 2023 fantasy football season. If you like what you saw on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. Please rate and review the podcast if you're listening on audio. And if you want to try out any new DFS player props or sportsbook sites, Underdog, where you can do a lot of best ball drafts, is on there. You head over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You'll get the best offers and promo codes for new users on any of those sites, and it syncs to your location. And my full rankings, if you have not you know, caught all 32 of the episodes are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. The links for all other 31 of the NFL team previews are in the description on YouTube. Make sure you check those out if you have not already, but I cannot be happier that I did end up finishing this all 32 NFL team preview series. So hopefully through this series, we've helped you guys learn where and how to draft guys on each of the 32 NFL teams and give you guys some insight as to how those players break down and shape out in fantasy for the 2023 season. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Make sure to check up, check up on any teams that you missed in the description and I will see you guys next time.